Hey everyone, welcome back to 90 Degree Turns, where we expand the mind, beliefs, and perspective of the collective and awaken the sleeping many. I'm your host, Trisha Margus, and we are back for round two with our special guest, Bill Foss. Hi, Bill. How are you? Hey, Trisha. Good to be back here with you again. Yeah, thanks for joining us again. So Hey, you're welcome. You Thank you for having me on. No problem. Thank you. So if you guys haven't checked out part one, we kind of went into the fundamentals about the Akashic Records. So definitely uh, click the link below and check it out. And now we're going to dive even deeper. So Bill, thanks for coming on. And uh, so last we spoke, we kind of went through what the Akashic Records are, their impact that they can have on our lives here on Earth, etc. So I would love to dive into the idea of soul groups now and to talk about what is a soul group, what do they mean, and what kind of purpose do they have in our lives? That's a good question, Tricia. Um, soul, soul energy is um, it, it's a little different than we think it is. But let's let's start with the basics first. We have a body, and we we have a physical body, and as we're born that soul energy comes down, our soul comes down from the Akashic Records, and uh, we, we step out of the spiritual realms back down into the earth plane. We all have this knowing as the masters that we're working with and our mission that we're going to come into, harmonic, and the harmonic resonance that we have with our parents natural harmonic resonance so in you've heard the saying when somebody says well you planned this you asked for this it's more of a harmonic it's more of a harmonic resonance than anything else so so here we come we come it's time to go and we you know we come down to the earth plane and we enjoin the soul enjoins with the childbirth so the soul becomes enjoined with the physical body that we grow into. So in the body houses the soul, the soul houses the body. They're enjoined together. Uh, and your soul energy, which is coming through your senses out into the world and reporting, having the sensory experience out here is is connected up into your book of life in the Akashic Records. So we know that dynamic. We know that dynamic's happening. Now, as, this, as that simple dynamic is happening, your soul, my soul, everyone's, your soul is part of a group of 12. So the, the, the number 12 is significant when it comes to the matrix of souls. And then, so there are 12 souls that are in a group okay okay so we would think simply 12 souls with 12 people in a group now those 12 souls can be anywhere in the world they may or may not ever run into each other in this lifetime they may be in this living in the same area house town or region together influencing the consciousness in a certain way. Um, all of them in that 12 
maybe a few of them are in body and a few of them are out of body. So this is the, the workings of the universe. The, if, they step, if they're up here and they're part of your soul group that are in, in form, then the universe is that's part of that fabric where they're, they're working out things. The healers and the masters are trying to work things out so that mo more of the work gets done. So, it, you know, if we're like really organizational, we might like to take this soul group and put it here and this soul group and put it here. And now we can see it as a diagram, you know, and it's like, okay, well, here's this carousel and here's this carousel. You know, and each soul group, <clears throat> there, there are 12 groups of souls, okay? These are like human souls, or could it be like one soul is on a different star system and another soul's here and another one's kind of scattered all around? Can be, can be. But for there are so many different layers to this. Let's think Earth right now. Mm -hmm. Let's think for the Earth. Okay, okay so we're, we're talking about seven point. 8 billion souls, right? So let's think earth plane, local, local galaxy, local solar system, okay. planet earth. And so we have a carousel of souls, 12 souls. And then these 12 souls in this carousel are connected within a group of 12. So there are 12 groups of 12. Now you've got 144 souls. There are 12 groups of souls, and these are all connected together through the oversoul. So there's an oversoul. So, so you have 12 carousels of 12 souls, and then you have an oversoul governing those. And then you have 12 of those. And there's probably 12 oversouls, and then 12 and 12. And then you have 12, and then you have over oversoul. And then what they call the monad. And then back to God. So what, God. What's a monad? The the monad is an ancient, uh, is an ancient description, which means the same as it means wheel, or it means, uh, in in some dialects it, that word translated as voice of God, vibrational voice of God, um, but as it comes down, as the energy comes down from the great central sun. From the center of creation and God sends the energy out. So it's it's happening in two different ways. It's like the soul energy came out across the universe and houses the body, houses the body, houses the body. And here are all the soul matrixes that are gathered. And some of them are in, in body, some of them are out, out of body. And then the, through this soul matrix, you have to, you have cosmic universal energy streaming from source down through this. So you have two different dynamics happening there. So that's this is that's a real mind blower if you think about it on a soul level. This is the level of soul um, uh, dynamics of the soul that isn't usually discussed. You know, it's just there's not enough information out there on it. To, and it's just so, it's such a large like, quantity and concept to understand, too, because it essentially fractals outward. It From fractals, where we are, it just fractals infinitely right, out. Right, right. And so if you, if you get into 
studying the Akashic Records and, it, and then it directs you into a higher level of your own soul energy and you start studying the dynamics of creation. Basically, we're talking about the dynamics of creation here. And if you start studying on that level, then imagine what you can do with your soul energy. Mm. You can just move it out and it, it creates or you direct it over here and it does something, you know, or you bring it in and you make something happen here in your immediate surroundings. Mm. So this, that's a whole different level of, of, of vital, using your vital soul essence and your energy, and your creative power. Interesting. So how can we, we use the Akashic Records then to kind of understand or help us with our own creative endeavors? Is there a potentiality for that? Yes, huge, huge. Um, <clears throat> when, when I would have artists, now I'm an artist, as you know, mm -hmm. so, and, but I have a different perspective, but from having artists in, in the classes, I would have artists in the classes and I would take them on a journey and I take them up into the records and more than once people would come back and they would say, I saw this amazing matrix of energy and it was living and it was breathing and uh, different people see it in different ways. Sometimes they'll go into the Akashic records, the great hall, the great library, and they'll say, oh, there's this whole section full of paintings, like a huge gallery and all of the great painters were there. Uh, and someone else would say, oh my God, I saw this huge, like this uh, hologram of, it's like all geometries together. And it was all spinning and morphing and it was like things were coming out of it that were living energy. And that's, that's, that, that is the soul of, that's like God's soul as art, as living, breathing essence of pure creative potential that people are tapping into and they're, they, they translate it through from the records in that way because that is, it's literally who they are mm. too. They are that. And so they're having that experience. And that's pretty powerful, you know, because when you go in and you connect on that level, then you can, you can be in there. You could go into the records. You could be doing artwork and you could go into the records and you could go into that pure creative artistic potential, that holographic field that, that's morphing and moving with light and energy. And you could see a painting that you haven't even started yet that you're going to do. You could just channel it through. You could channel yeah. it through and it's showing you all of the different variations and ways that you could do it. You might see it and you might go, there it is, I'm gonna do it. And it's like, you can see it, but you can't, but you see multiple variations of it. I mean, if you focus in on it and you watch it and you look at it and you're lucid with it, you're lucid dreaming with it and you're visually in there and then you start, it starts talking to you. It starts living and it's living and breathing energy. So it's soul essence, creative energy, just like your soul. And 
And so it's living and breathing and it's moving and it'll show you what its potentials are for you creating it. And literally what's happening is it's creating itself through you. Mm -hmm. the, the artwork literally is alive and it, it literally creates itself through you as you bring it through. And then you'll have this interactive back and forth with it where you'll, you'll, you'll say, okay, what do you want me to do next? Should we do that? And so it, at that point, your whole, what you're working on as an art form completely changes. I mean, once you've had that experience with it in the records, you realize that it's living and it's talking to you. Wow. Even on the even on the 3D, and then it starts saying, and as you're doing things to it, it you know that it's telling you to do that. And when I it's mean, modifying, it's, changing as yeah, as you yeah, will it as it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, it's interactive with you, and you can literally, you can literally stop whenever you want to. So you don't have to. I mean, there are some people. And, you know, we know that some people that are, um, their mind operates in different ways, they're gifted. Then there are some artists that become like driven with their artwork and they might channel and they can't stop. It's talking to me, you know. They're so in the flow state of it. Yeah, yeah. like the mad scientist or, you know, the eccentric artist. Okay, so we have that. We have that ability. But we can literally we can literally say, okay, that's enough. We can stop there. And it will still hold that energy. And then we can, we can either continue that energy on our next piece, or we can start all over with the process and create something completely different again, you know? Nice. So well, once you, yeah. I could definitely see that being useful, not just for artists themselves, you know, but really for any kind of creative force that anyone has, whether it's like playing an instrument or wanting to change something in their life, right? It's yeah. you connecting to you on a higher level. Yes, absolutely. You can kind of see it there and say, okay, bring that down to this, you know, <laughs> let's try it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. So yeah. let's dive into then um, how does our own soul interact with like the ego and the mind and how does that relate to the Akashic Records? The, how does the ego and the soul relate with the mind, work with the mind, and how does that relate to the Akashic Records? That's yeah, a, like... That's, that's this is going to be a very long answer, Trisha. A, I'm just warning you. <laughs> I I think we're ready for for it. If, if you'd like to share, I'm just it's really interesting. No, um, the 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 soul the soul and the ego are sort of like they're foundational to the whole principle. Uh, it's a big part of what I talk about in the workshops when we're working with going into the records, okay? So the main thing that keeps anyone from accessing the records is conflict. So, or in, we, that's like a block, right? That can be a block of some sort. And that block is uh, 
So let's say somebody closes their eyes and they're meditating and they're meditating and I'm going to go in and I'm going to go in and I'm like, I'm almost there. I can feel it. I'm almost there. And darn, I just can't get there. You know, so there, this is what, this is a conflict, you know, and it, they can be subtle layers of energy here that are blockages. It can be in the ego, in the heart, in the mind, in the energy fields, in the chakras. Uh, so a blockage or a conflict, I call it a conflict because it's conflicting energy. It's not flowing. Um, but this, uh, this conflict is um, it's driven by the ego. And the ego says, wow, okay. The, the, ego, is, the ego is part of us, right? Mm -hmm. Ego's, I mean, it's just part of us. You know? It wants to come along for the ride too. You know, it says, you can't get hey, rid of it, so might as right, well enjoy it. <laughs> right, right, might as well, exactly. And so the, the ego is saying, you know, I want to I wanna have this experience too. I want to manage, I, you know. So the soul, the ego is talking to the soul and saying, I know you're the God part of this, of us, but I want to manage too. And wouldn't it be good if we could see all the good things? So then the ego starts to think, oh, my God, what if I killed somebody in a past life? What if I did something wrong? What if I did something really bad? Um, then the ego starts to, that creates a conflict. That creates a separation. So if we can stay out of there, and this is, <clears throat> then the ego may say, just, dear God, just show me the good stuff. Just show me the good stuff, okay? Which, you know, I mean, that's what we all want in life, right? We just yeah. want the good stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, there's ups and downs, actually. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it, it, as far as manifesting, it's when you, when you start to get into manifesting, which I'm sure we're going to talk about, um, it manifesting is is um, we're creating, you know, and is it through the ego and is it through the subconscious? Is the subconscious creating things we don't want, things we do want, conflicts again? So things show up, and and the ego and the subconscious says, well, well, I didn't want that, but that's what we were vibrating with, mm. you know, at some level. So these conflicts, so let's say the, through the conscious mind and the ego and the subconscious says, no, just show me the good stuff I'm worried about. I don't want to see anything dark. So then it starts to, it really starts to tap into through the soul, the hugeness of what is possible for us to know. When we, when we literally get that connection going and we know on a higher level, what's possible, when we feel that somehow, then somehow the ego goes, wait a second, are you sure you're ready to see on that level? Are you sure you're ready to know that much about yourself? The best thing that we can do is to go in and look with, just say, you know what, I'm going to be the watcher on the hill. I'm gonna, that's like a spiritual way of, of looking at the self through ancient meditation techniques. I'm just going to be the watcher on the hill. And being the watcher on the hill, I'm going to watch the movie. 
and I'm going to practice, good term, practice, meaning we don't have to get it perfect. We just practice watching the movie and allowing it to unfold, no matter what it is. And we trust that our guides are never going to give us more than we can handle. Our guides and the keepers of the records and God, because we've asked to know ourselves, we've asked to open. So we're, we're wanting to go in this, in this way. You know, we're wanting to open. And the ego's feeling a little fragile, you know. It's that, the ego is that person <clears throat> that, let's say, it feels like it's standing out in the middle of a field naked during a thunderstorm, you know, or something of that nature. Something, it's unguarded, you know, and the ego says, are you sure you're ready to see things that have happened in a past life that could be challenging. So it, when this happens, it, it, it can shut down the pathways between the soul energy coming down from the book of life into the soul field and into the mind where we process the visuals mm -hmm. and all of this. Uh, those are very subtle dynamics that are going on. And this happens when we go into the dream state, too. So what we want to do is we want to get to a place when we're going into, like, I like to practice when I'm going to sleep sometimes, you know, because I know I'm going to go into the REM state. So I'm going, like, right before sleep, you know, and I'm going to get into that place where I can be between worlds. Mm -hmm. This is the place where the, we want to, like, get the the ego to like calm itself down and say okay sometimes I literally will talk to the ego and say okay thank you thank you very much for all of your service um, thank you for you know pointing out life-threatening situations and and you know things but, us live. thank you but. right right but at this time we're going to put you on standby you, we're going to put you on break and you're not to you're not to do anything unless it's to unless there's a life-threatening situation that we need to know about and then we'll you know and then you can activate for us but other than that you know you're not going to take us on any online amazon shopping sprees you know you're not going to all of these things that the ego likes to do oh you know i'll go shopping that'll make me feel like i'm getting something done you know or i'll I wonder what my family is doing, you know, or all of these different ways that it likes to multitask. So we just take the ego and we say, hey, you know what? Why don't you work on the voluntary, involuntary responses in the body and just talk, be part of me, be part of the self and talk to the higher mind. Talk to the higher mind. And let's, let's talk to the higher mind up into the soul and let's bring the soul down into the body so the differences between the, what's going on within us and this is paramount to everything that's happening with our connection here as an individual on on planet earth in human form in this moment in all moments in our lifetime we are a body with a soul and an ego and between in that 
we have the chakra system, we have the heart and the mind. And so we have all of those layers. And when we, when we understand, when we at least understand the ego, we're knowing another part of ourself, right? Yeah. We're, no, we're, uh, we're knowing another part of ourself. And when we go into the records, we have now, we have a perspective through the mind's eye, the third eye, like you and I were talking about, the mind's eye. Now we start looking into the soul energy, the subtle, very subtle, subtle layers of the soul and the soul energy around the body and how it comes into the body and how it comes down through the crown, through the face, through the neck, through the chest, and how it radiates into the body and how it expands out from the body simultaneously as God, as part of God. It's really amazing. It is. Yeah. So that's yeah. happening. Especially when it's you like, explain it in that way, it's kind of like, oh, this is constantly happening all the time. It's, yeah. Glow that just, it's always. Yeah. Like, it's like we're walking around glowing. Yeah. all the time and we get in touch with that glow and then we start amplifying that glow and radiating that glow just like you you have a radiant presence you're glowing thank you it's the light you, you okay <laughs> <laughs> your light is very bright it's very bright <laughs> <laughs> so um uh is this helping in in in, in uh, reference to that original question we're yeah. talking about the soul and the ego? It's the reference of the soul and the ego, uh, the ego being inside of us, the soul being enjoined with us, and the energy that's around us that radiates through us and radiates out from us. Now, here's uh, there's something else that I need to add to that. So the the ego is it hides in the heart the ego hides in the heart it we think it's in the mind we think it's in the mind because uh, the ego is a survival mechanism that's ancient part of us through our development in human form that was based around survival mode oh, it's a function. so yeah it's a function and so it's supposed to be hidden. It's supposed to be hidden within us somewhere. And that part of it, and so the ego is connected to the empathic fields. So let's say if somebody has um, a trauma in their childhood, let's say, or let's say they fell in the water. Let's say they fell in the water and they almost drowned. And they're splashing and they're choking. And that person's, <gasps> Their, their ego did, does that, you know? Or maybe we do it when we get into a, a near miss with a car wreck and we're like, you know, we're thinking about something or we, we look or something or somebody's texting and they shouldn't have been, you know, and all of a sudden we look up and there's bright and we step on the brakes you really just realize, like, It's real like, <gasps> and all, when we do that, <gasps> like that, fear, fear races through us. Adrenaline races through our chest from the endocrine system and our, our ego, oh, it expands like that and our ego is connected to the empathic field around the body. Mm -hmm. so, uh, women in general are more in touch with their empathic field than men, although there are a lot of balanced men who are also very empathic. So I'm just saying that women 
from the get-go are more naturally connected to their empathic field. So when, let's say if the child fell in the water, sometimes there's uh, 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 physical abuse or something, you know, or somebody falls down, maybe they fell off a cliff or rolled down a hill or, or fell off their bike and really got hurt or whatever it was. And then empathic field went like that. If they really got scared enough, and this, this happens a lot with childhood trauma, with people when they really get scared, it forces that field out and that field has a hard time coming back in and relaxing. For a normal human, it's going to be sort of moving back and forth until it becomes more rhythmic as the soul comes in and starts radiating with its power through the body. That makes a lot of sense though, because when people have trauma, they usually tend to react the same way in a pattern. Yeah. Right. So whenever that triggers something triggers them, whether it's from like a past memory or yes. experience, right? Right away they react the exact same way that they've always have. Yes. Whether it's conscious or not, because yes. it's been kind yeah. of like scarred into their yes. being. Yeah. Know, yeah. And so if we can go <clears throat> if we can go up into the records then, uh, let's say if there are let's say if there are past life traumas or childhood traumas that are creating blocks for someone, then we can go up into the records and we can look at that and we can look at it from our God's eye. Look at it from God's eyes. Look at it from the eyes of the soul. Release the ego and say, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. And this is what we practice at this. We practice at it. And when we finally get in there, and we say, this is our self comforting, comforting ourselves, knowing ourselves, finally saying, okay, I can release, I can heal, I can understand this, I can see it, I can know it, I can release it, I can accept it all at the same time. All we have to do is see. All we have to do is observe. So there's, this, there's the magic key between the ego and the soul and the Akashic records. Is the magic key of just observing from a neutral standpoint? Say, yes, okay, if I when understand it, this when, happened. So the powerful, and let me give you a secret here for everybody that's listening. When we when we observe on this level, we are literally repairing, healing, manifesting, and clearing karma simultaneously. Because the soul in its purest form, when it's allowed to stream through and observe in a childlike, godlike essence, it has pure power of radiance of the divine. And when that comes in, it's unstoppable. And it, it just, it does multiple different things. It'll start to heal the body, it'll start to heal the, the self, the emotions, the mind, everything. It'll start to correct karma. It'll start to clear things from past life. And these things, it, it may happen very quick for a person or it may happen very gradual for a person, but it, it's, it will change a person. Oh, I, I have no doubt of that. That's wonderfully <laughs> said. It's, it's really powerful 
um, it's a really powerful dynamic. And I found these inner workings, the more that I kept working with the records. Um, and I felt that I wanted to share it. Um, one of my teachers said, I think you're giving to people too much. And that, that's, that told me that I was on the right track. And as I kept getting different dynamics from my studies with the records, I, I realized that there's so much to it that someone else could go into this as a stu studying it, practicing it, writing about it, and they could get similar they'll get the similar dynamics just like I did, but they're going to get other dynamics. They're, they may pick up on things that I haven't even gotten, mm -hmm. just like I did from my teachers. Um, <clears throat> for instance, uh, just a side note, Edgar Casey is known for his work with the records. And when I went in and started practicing, I didn't really resonate with his work. I honored it and I studied it enough to know what he was doing. But as I read through it, I just didn't really have a resonance with this work. Now, I, I, I feel the energy of his work. I see I can tap into in the records and look at who he is and what he's done. And it's amazing. And it's monumental work. And yet there's so much more that I was meant to do in a completely different way it's your own signature of it. Right. right. I, I was, yeah, exactly. I was meant to teach other people a process of how they could get in. And, uh, you know, and, and talk about these dynamics of the soul in a way that would allow somebody to have an, an experience of enlightenment. So you mentioned earlier about... Um, manifestation right and we kind of briefly kind of covered it with uh using it for a creative endeavors right mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. if i'm an artist or if i want to create something you can already see it is there anything else you'd want to expand upon when it comes to manifestation and the akashic records together yes yes so uh let's talk about the winning lottery numbers <laughs> all right <laughs> um uh, manifesting is, okay, so the soul is in the eternal now. The soul is, when we're on the other side, we're beyond past, present, and future. And there, this, your soul literally is on the other side. It's here with the body, but it's a, it, it shares this reality and the other side, the other dimensions. Many others. Yeah. Yes. And your mind can connect into the soul and your soul can connect into the mind. Just like your soul connects with the body, your soul connects with the Akashic records. Your, your soul can connect with the mind, the mind can connect with the soul. So we can, we, we can visualize, we can look at. So <clears throat> when, we're, when, we're studying, when we're studying these principles of the intuitive mind, one thing that I found that is a very, very unique principle of, of doing this intuitive work is that the imagination 
and the intuition are overlapping. They overlap. That's what so, I thought in my life as well. That's just how it works. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. It's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting to find the balance between it. But once yes. you figure out what your like balances of it, yeah, things just happen. So, exactly. Exactly. So another another illustration of that. So they're they're overlapping. So one where one is be, when one where one is ended, the other has already begun. The imagination is overlapping with the intuition. <clears throat> another another important aspect of that is that everything that you've ever wanted or that you ever will want is in your fields and many things that your soul is, has placed there from the records, many things that you saw, whether it's something in a catalog or online that you've wanted to manifest, whether it's a life path, whether it's a relationship, whether it's healing, uh, whether it's uh, helping humanity or, uh, have, you know, whatever it is, living in a different part of the world or resonating with a different part of the world, all of these things are in your field. All of these things are already in your field. And there's a lot. Each one of us has a lot of things in our field out here. And when we ask a message, where we're, when we're asking for intuitive or psychic information or input, that someone can access here, you know, just straight eye to eye, third eye to third eye, or your fields and get information on that for you. You can, it, it's interesting, you, you're in Chicago. I was in Indianapolis right before the workshop that I came up when, when we met. Mm -hmm. And that, that, um, the great solar eclipse was happening. Remember that? Yeah, with the glasses and everyone who went to the party. Exactly, yeah. And everybody went, they were renting hotels and getting in the yeah. direct path. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a very powerful time for me because the energy with what I do is when I looked up into that light and I connected with it, it was like God was shining a flashlight on my fields. Cool. And I could, it's like God was showing me everything that you think about that you would like to tap into, that you would like to manifest, it's already there. Mm -hmm. It's right in your fields. So isn't that amazing? I think it is. I think if, more so though is not only that it's all already there, right? Everything you, it's all, it's all already happened. It's just a matter of like, to me, it's about releasing resistance to let Absolutely. it happen because yes. that is to me like the ultimate key of manifestation is once you say, okay, this is what I would like, right? Not that I want it. It's already there. Yeah. I accept it. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then you just release resistance, which sounds easy, but not, it's not yes. as nearly as easy as it sounds. And exactly. once that happens, right, that like three-step process, then it could just show up and it does. Exactly. You know? exactly. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's incredible. Those yeah moments in my life for things to happen. Like, wow, <laughs> this is better than I had even imagined, you know, or expected or planned or that I didn't even consider certain things. Like this is 
it feels right. It just feels right. It's the right yeah. way to go. You know, that's that's awesome. Yeah, so you get, you you get it. It's fun. Yeah, and I definitely recommend our viewers to <laughs> try it out. <laughs> just try and manifest something, and I mean, I'm sure we're all, we are all manifestors naturally, but yeah, release that resistance, and it'll come even quicker. Yeah, you know, and it, and if it's for your greater good, it'll happen that much quicker. Yeah, absolutely. So let's then get into um, for practical purposes. Let's talk about the Akashic Records and how it pertains to what's going on now in the world. So okay. we see a lot of there's just a lot of the veil is kind of lifting. I feel like yes. in our society, especially now it's 2020. Yes. The year of clear vision. Things are coming up to the surface and gradually our society is understanding the truths of who we are, what's going on in this world, who's running it. A lot of darker stuff is coming to the surface as well. It as sure well. is. It you sure know? is. So how can we use the Akashic Records then in that aspect to understand what's going on in our world more? How does it relate? Is there a, is there a relation between? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's a very good point, Tricia. Um, more than ever before, we are being called on to be in that place of non-judgment. And honestly, how many people at this time in your life or your world or reality do we feel, do we see that are non-judgmental? It's literally, we're, it's, it's pulling a lot of that out of everyone, you know, to situations will re react to this respond to that you know everyone it it seems um walking in the world through peace walking in the world through peace so we need to get back to center in this heightened energy you or I or anyone else that can get back to their center in this heightened energy and start manifesting clearly through joy to help themselves and to help other people is going to be doing everyone in their soul matrix, their family tree, their reality, as well as the rest of the world and the group consciousness of humanity, a great service. This is the time to really be holding that, you know. So I, an ongoing, let's say a new spiritual renaissance, but yet an ongoing and amplified spiritual renaissance. Mm. It's time for that to really, really, really come home it's time for us to bring that home within ourselves and within everyone around us because it, and it, even in this heightened acts energy where everything's going wrong and everything let's look at a different level that can be helpful we have there are multiple realities there are multiple timelines and <clears throat> We're from the original reality of Earth. We were sent here to be part of the original Earth reality. And the Earth is part of the original reality that was intended. 
So if we go out to, that's why when we go out to nature, and that's why it's so important that everybody says, well, you gotta go out to nature, you gotta spend time in nature, you gotta go back to nature. And now with the matrix stuff and the AI and the, the cell phones and the computer and 5G and all that, now it's even more important to get back to nature, right? Now we're starting to see the difference between it. It's like, okay, here's- More polarity of what's right, what, right? Right. What you value Here, and- Yes, here's the- feel good. Here's the synthetic, uh, here's organic human uh, civilization, but being synthesized with all of this. And now here's the original reality. So at least get, stay in meditation, you know, whether you're manifesting or praying or just clearing yourself, just really, this is a great time on the planet to be really just projecting love just really being in love with, with everything, everyone, and doing it for the right reasons, releasing, healing, letting go, experiencing those parts of the self that are fragile, letting it come up to the service, looking at it, being with it, moving through it. And um, so as we do this, we're influencing the reality. We're, we're influencing the reality. So any one of us could be, have a great influence on a great many people. And that's a, ma that's a major influence. And if we're doing that, we're just going to be doing the right stuff. So it seems like everything's going to hell in a handbasket right now. But literally what's, what's happening is everything's coming up to the surface where you see everything is either for the good or it's corrupt. and and then we have fake news where the good is being corrupted and the and the bad is being made to look like it's not it's corrupt. Old. So yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. So we'll let all that play out. You know, that's part of that's alternate reality. I mean, it is part of reality coming to the surface and clearing everything. <clears throat> One thing that's happened over the course of time. Let's look at reality. So let, let's look at reality. So this in the here and now, this is reality. And then we have other realities that are different alternate realities of different versions of things happening. Okay. So let's say um, in one version of that reality, maybe there's a life-threatening challenges on planet Earth. Maybe this is a different outcome here. Maybe there's different outcomes. And sometimes there are, and there have even been groups around the planet that, and I know this is kind of a side note, but there are groups around the planet that manifest for their own outcome. And they go to certain out, they go to certain ley lines at certain times to do certain rituals to make sure that their vi version of reality happens. What they're doing is they're pulling one of these and reality moves forward like a stream of energy so what happens is they start to pull their version of reality into the original reality because nobody else is doing it they're you know, just taking they're, advantage of the, the time they're, that they have yeah. exactly and so the the it's i'm not doing it to say call the kettle black and say oh these people are evil which they may be but I'm doing it to show the dynamic of how space-time reality works. 
And so we get this other, we, maybe there's another, and we could say AI would be an example. And AI starts to come in. Now it's, now it's starting to um, influence the original reality where all of the souls through God came here to have a loving expression, lo loving, healing, creative expression, you know? I think it's very pertinent that you mention AI as well, because it, it is uh, within our, this reality at the moment, you know? And I think it's important that people realize that it's a tool, right? But if we succumb to it and we completely dependent on it, yeah. it becomes us. Right. And, right. and everything you've talked about with the Akashic records and the soul and the ego and all of it, it is just showcasing that we have natural abilities, all of us right. do, right? Yes. That we just need to practice. Literally, it's called the practice because we don't always get it right. Yes, <laughs> like exactly. You, always, exactly. You can always work on it. Always. Exactly. It never ends. You yes. Know? So if we can focus on our practice, on our spiritual selves and our soul like evolution, the AI will seem probably eventually dull in comparison but you have to like harness your abilities you know and right. focus on them absolutely very well put very well put yeah yeah i think it's, it's such an important <clears throat> time because technology i mean look at, we're talking right now on <laughs> devices right. that are because of technology thank you right you know, thank goodness that it's there but also you have to, like you were saying you have to know when to separate yourself right be in nature and be within and understand who you are so absolutely so bill is there anything you would like to talk about with our audience that you don't normally talk about or that you just want to spread awareness to i i would you know i i would just like to uh i first off i would like to Thank you for bringing things up in the way that you have, because so often I'm asked certain standard questions that, and I'm, I'm expected in, in some formats to give certain standard an answers, and a lot of times it's edited, mm. which I know there might be editing involved <laughs> with the show, but, but I mean, you know, if, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I want I just want to acknowledge that and I I think a lot of the things that we've talked about so far I felt um I felt um relaxed enough to just expand and let some of those things flow and that and there these are important things that we're talking about because exactly what you were just sharing and what led up to that is all about the organic reality of humankind and human nature. And it's humankind, everybody thinks they're doing the right thing. All of the governments, all of the governments of the world, uh, even if they're doing the wrong thing, they think that they have certain privileges or ideas or thoughts or, you know. Well, they could be serving their own agendas, right? Right. In yeah. their eyes, it's yeah. okay then. Yeah. Yeah. They, so everybody thinks that they're doing the right thing. You know, that's a given. 
and some are some are less than some are greater than some are better than some are not as developed as um, it's like um, one of my teachers used to liken it to a stained glass window and he would say there is a stained glass is like we're all parts of a stained glass window and all of the parts need to be there for the reality of the stained glass window yet some pieces are larger and brighter and some pieces are smaller but they all fit together mm. and the soul you know the souls of humanity are that every soul is divine no matter if it's a tyrant or the most loving person on the, in the world they're all they're all god energy they're all soul divine soul energy so we need to start looking at <clears throat> we need to start looking at everyone as divine soul energy uh dolores cannon who did a lot of work on with the afterlife and books on hypnotherapy and she uh past lives uh near-death experiences alien cultures things like that she when she went in uh, and she was connecting with the afterlife and they were going into the records and looking through people who had had past life near-death experiences when she asked they they looked at it on the other side not as dark or evil they looked at it as misguided or misdirected energy huh. which i thought was a really good way to look at it it's kind of like a neutral like this was an yeah. experience yeah and exactly just, yeah misguided yeah it was misunderstood from the yeah from the bigger soul aspect yeah so misguided misguided and misdirected 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 and if we look at it that way then it doesn't it it takes a little bit of the power away from it you know or a lot depending on how you look at it it takes it takes the darkness out of it. Now, maybe, maybe there is darkness there, you know, and there is such a thing, you know, and we do need to, to, to balance and look out for that. But um, I think the more that we turn our light on and keep our light shining bright uh, and practice, practice connecting with the records and understanding this because this is a lost art that is that is central to our to our self-knowing and our self-understanding this is a dynamic that takes us all the way back to atlantis when we were all connected through the minds when we're all part of the same heart and the same mind like the movie avatar mm -hmm. you know where the tribe was all connected to the great tree yeah. It was so beautiful. Um, and so that's it's so important. It's so important for us right now to do that. Every single one of us. And if we if we can do that, we can change the world. We you know, we hear these things all the time like, okay, well, we recycle one piece of trash, we'll change the world. One piece one recycle piece of recycling at a time. We'll change one per one person at a time one one thoughtful 
loving, kind manifestation at a time. We change the world. So when we're doing the Akashic Records work and you're connecting with your soul and you're going in and you're working out your own stuff and you're looking at your lifetimes, you start healing, you're synthesizing and running energy not only through your own soul, but your own, but your whole group, your whole soul group. So you start to, when you wake up and you come online, you start to activate your whole soul group and the other soul groups. So it's like little lights going off on these carousels. The ripple effect of them all. Yeah. And the more lights that, that, that come, that go off, there are two different things. There are two different dynamics that are happening with the human race as far as preservation. Number one, let's say, I, I'm sure that there are certain levels of world governments that are looking at options to preserve the human race, whether it's on this planet or other planets. You know, they're yep. looking at that. They're looking at that. If they haven't options. already built it. If they haven't already built it. Yeah. Hint, hint. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but the, here's the other part that's important. The ascension and the, the development and the evolution and the ascension of humanity through the human soul. That's why God created us. That's why God created the soul. That's why God allowed the human body, even though the aliens were involved in helping to create humans, we were, uh, we were, uh, we were created with an advanced chakra system, advanced chakra fields, advanced nerve directories through the body. We have an endocrine system and organs that will perform natural uh, great spiritual energetic feats that we don't even know what our or our own organs and the endocrine system and the chakras are capable of. Well, it's beautifully designed. That's for beautiful, sure. It is an yeah. impeccable yes. design. Yes. That works quite well when treated yeah. with, with respect. <laughs> Absolutely. And so the yogis, the the yogis in India and certain places around the world have, have shown this. They're like, we can manifest. Thought to hand, out of the ethers, we can manifest. They can bilocate. They can stop the aging process. They can, you know, heal someone else with their hands or their heart or their eyes or their mind. Or they can stop time. Or they can change the weather all of these amazing things, you know, and this is like a blueprint of what we are all capable of as a race. Why should we be fighting over whether we have electricity on the grid or free electricity or whether we have, you know, uh, whether who controls the currency, so the monetary the, the, the banks of the world? Why should we be, you know, why should half the world be, uh, have food and, and there be places in the world that are hungry and starving or diseased? It just doesn't make any sense to be operating on that level. So if we just start to get back to our soul and through this, and start to think on this level of activating the soul and becoming enlightened 
by practicing going into the records, <clears throat> we are going to we're going to be in a place to get one step closer to our own ascension. And and as a whole, that'll affect everyone else. Absolutely. Right? So we can gradually Yes. Everyone can make it. We can all yeah. it's not really I don't think we should be worried about if you're going to make it or not, there's much more important things to worry about as like on your personal soul <laughs> level, you know, like how are you dealing with difficult situations that come up? How do you respond? Do you react? How, how do you think about the world we're in? You know, I think there's, are you like within your heart space? <laughs> like that to yeah. me is like fundamental. And those you things. Don't have to worry about it either though, you know, but right. to acknowledge that that is what's important and what right. will bring about like, a collective rise in consciousness is to be in your heart and to really focus on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the title doesn't really matter. It's about working at it, doing the work, as we all say, right? Right, right. And if you're, uh, let's say, if you're, uh, if we're doing the work and we're doing all this energy work and the consciousness work and we're waking ourselves up and we're learning, knowing, understanding, practicing, meditating, releasing, healing within ourselves, and then we get angry we're going to be okay. Yeah. We, it's not like we're going to become lost to it. So if we're, it, let's say if we're in the mundane and we're working and we're not, you know, and we're just, we're shut, we're, we're keeping ourselves kind of disconnected from our spirit and God, and then we get out of sorts and angry or we feel disconnected, then we start to feel lost. And then we start to run that, or some people do. And it's, it's just the way the dynamic turns sometimes that people start to run it like that and, and, them. and then it's and then it's conflict and it's chaos it's chaotic and it's conflicting energy and it can create stress and turmoil and sometimes sickness and anger and, and sadness and all of that stuff and then that goes out as emotional um, debris that discharges that affect the weather patterns when that happens in large areas on the surface, it affects the weather patterns. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. As well as, you know, uh, because we're powerful <clears throat> and we're not, we don't even know the ways that we affect um, the world around us sometimes. So it, it, the reason why I brought that up is if we're, if we're doing the work and we get angry or we get upset about something, whether it's at another person or the government, we'll be okay. We're not going to, we'll, we'll be able to go, you know, even, even Christ got angry, you know, I mean, he was, he, he reached a high level and then he, he, he spun out and he went running through the synagogue, chasing him with a whip and a chair, you know, or whatever, get out of my father's house. But then he went right back to doing what he was doing and everything was okay, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, you'll, you'll find, you'll, you'll find when you, when you reach a certain level in your studies and you get angry, you'll feel it, you'll be okay with it because it's, it's healthy to let it out and not to hang on to it. We know that much easier said yeah, than rather done. than keep it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, Bill, um, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for the work that you do, Bill. This has been a really Gosh, enlightening thank you. conversation. Thank you. You've been great, Tricia. Thank you so much. Yeah, no Please keep, keep doing what you're doing.
I will. I will definitely. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no doubt in my mind. So thank you for sharing the light and the wisdom that you have about the Akashic Records. And everyone, like Bill's stuff, check, check out his social media. Um, and if you like the work that I do, uh, definitely like and subscribe and share this content. And thank you all for joining us tonight. And we will see you on the next round of 90 degree turns so thank you everyone and have a wonderful evening bye bye bye